time for a good news video. I know, you might be thinking, good news right now? Are you high? But there have been legitimately good consequences of the current mess society is in. In fact, while some people are on the fence about whether what the culture and, frankly, the entire human civilization is going through right now is some kind of chastisement from heaven or not, I'm not really on the fence about that anymore. It is a chastisement, and you may be wondering why that's a good thing. So let's go into all the good things that have happened as a consequence of everything that has happened in the past few weeks, and maybe you'll see the silver lining that this is that this has. But remember, a chastisement is meant to wake people up to the need to repent of their sins. So if you haven't said your prayers today, and if you haven't asked God to forgive us collectively for our sins, and if you haven't gone to confession recently, or said an act of perfect contrition with the intention of going to confession as soon as possible, please do so. Restoring the culture in Christ begins with every single one of us and a conversion of our own hearts and of our own families. But anyway, let's get into this. Let's start with the big one. Texas, Ohio, and Mississippi have all put a temporary ban on medical Moloch services, which have the wicked folks at the federally funded Temple of Moloch all up in a lather. I'd call these people by their real names, but I don't want to validate them, given that it's far more honest to say that they provide medical services in the name of Moloch. It's long since become a sort of state-sponsored ritual in the name of personal liberty and economics. And as a consequence of that practice in the U.S. alone, there are more than 60 million defenseless people have died since the practice was made legal by judicial fiat in 1973. Yes, it's been almost 50 years since the Roe case, and at least temporarily, it looks like heaven is intervening to stop the process. Now, to be sure, most of the facilities in the U.S. are still technically open, and the people who work at them, like good little priests and priestesses of the demon, all believe that the services they provide is essential. In Ohio, the practice has been banned, but the providers are resisting the order. Most other states have the practice still available, but are people actually going to leave their homes in nearly as large of numbers to get the procedure done if their state or city is in lockdown? Certainly not. And yes, in a lot of cases, if this shutdown only lasts until Easter, as the president has implied, that it might, then these procedures will only have been delayed. But remember, in many states there is a very narrow window in which to get the procedure done anyway, so three weeks will absolutely prevent some people from legally getting the procedure done when everything begins to return to whatever the new normal will be. I count that as a very good thing. I'm not sure how many lives this will have saved, but in the U.S. every day the CDC estimates that this ritual procedure is done under the protection of the law about 1,700 times. Again, that's every day. Some of the cities with the highest rates for this procedure are completely shut down for the time being, so that number will drop this year. And that's a good thing any way you cut it. But that's, next, let's move on to a story that I don't know how to write about per se, so I'll just quote the Rolling Stone article verbatim. Quote, On Monday morning, industry publication XBiz reported that the Free Speech Coalition, the adult industry lobbying group, is calling for an industry-wide voluntary shutdown through the end of March. The statement comes on the heels of California Governor Gavin Newsom's call for non-essential businesses to shut down effective immediately, and applies to all performers who are shooting with partners who are not a part of their household. According to FSC spokesman Mike Stabile, the call for a moratorium is just preemptive. The governor and public health authorities have called for shuttering all non-essential businesses, so we're doing what we can to flatten the curve, he tells Rolling Stone. We haven't had a case we know of anywhere in the adult community. 
end quote. Community is such a weird word to use for a quasi-legal form of prostitution that is softly state-sanctioned because of how good a job it does at enslaving people, but there you have it. It's a community, I guess, and it's shut down. I know that some will view this as a real tragedy, but I see this as a total win for all things right and good in the world. Now, the counter-argument to that is that the websites are obviously going to be getting a lot of traffic these days, given that a huge number of people are staying home right now. And given that some of these websites are giving away free temporary membership to their sites to those who are at home. But the production of this stuff ceasing until the end of the month at the very least is good news. And I doubt that the government of California is going to view them as essential, given the number of times the state has tried to shut the businesses down through various forms of legislation that the courts keep striking down. Yeah, if you're not aware, California doesn't actually like having that industry located within its state. Go figure. It's almost as if America's big problem right now, though, is the judicial system or something. At any rate, let's move on. The next story brings me particular happiness to report. Libraries have shut down across the country, which by itself isn't a good thing per se, but it is for one reason. Those weird story reading sessions where adult men in scary costumes read to small children have come to an end. They're over, at least for now. Though I found it funny that there is a website to coordinate the efforts to have these story times available in a library near you, almost as if it's being funded by an external group with a specific political purpose. I can't fathom what that could be, but if you have any leads, send them to me. I'd love to dig into who is funding this weird practice. But it is good news because it's shut down, at least for the time being. There will be no more cases of adult men with very strange and often criminal backgrounds reading to children. And if that's a bad thing, I don't want to be on the right side of it. Again, some will say that it's bad that they can't read to your kids, but to be honest, anyone who says that should be kept at more than the current social distancing length we see employed today. Again, let's move on. But on a def definitely related note, public schools are shut down. As the activist who has done more to oppose the weird library situation said recently, our situation has a definite silver lining because, quote, Closing public schools will protect vulnerable young children from force-fed indoctrination into the absurd and anti-science environmental agenda, end quote. Those words come from Brian Fisher, who has done a lot of to make a lot of people mad. So, disclosure, my wife and I are planning on homeschooling our child and any other children we have in the future. Right now, our kid is not even two years old, so it's in the future, but it is what we're planning to do. That I said, my suspicion is that many students from the public schools are going to discover that it doesn't take that much time to get their daily studies done from home in a homeschooling environment. Certainly not the same amount of time dedicated to st studies, quote-unquote, in the public schools. And that they'll have a lot of time left over to be used for other things in a generally productive manner. And this will probably lead to a lot of parents and children asking themselves how to keep homeschooling once the schools get back in session. That's also a good thing if it comes to pass, but certainly the indoctrination mills that are the public school system getting shuttered for the time being is good news as well. If you've ever followed the garbage being pushed on children in schools, you'll know why I say that. And if the shuttering of public schools is a good thing, then you know it's a good thing that colleges are shut down too. Most universities are going to an online course program to finish their year out after spring break ends, and many professors are worried that by teaching courses online through a video format that their weird agendas will be exposed to various watchdog groups. A lot of professors are worried that parents will find out just how bad the indoctrination they're paying thousands upon thousands of dollars for really is. Campus Reform has the best story on this situation, so here's a quote from their article. Quote, 
professors across the country are taking to social media to express their concern over being forced to deliver their course lectures online amid the, cur- amid the current problem. Sharing with each other tips on how to limit the number of people who are to see what they're teaching students and criticizing right-wing sites and even campus reform, specifically, end quote. The piece goes on to provide explicit examples of professors saying publicly on social media that they're worried about having their coursework exposed to watchdog groups. Here's one example of these guys having a conversation out in the open on Twitter where everyone can see what they're doing. These people, quoting the article again, Texas Christian University Associate Professor of Political Science Emily Ferris tweeted Thursday, If you are recording a lecture on anything controversial, be prepared for right-wing sites to ask students to share it. Campus Reform reached out to Ferris via Twitter direct messaging to allow her the opportunity to further explain her comments or to clarify. She later blocked the author of this article on Twitter. LaSalle University Assistant Professor of Public Health Kristen Rexing replied to Ferris's tweet asking why others could find topics such as gun safety, women's health, elections, etc. to be controversial, as they are evidence-based. <laughs> Sorry. Seems like the floodgates could open, Rexing commented in response to courses moving online. University of North Carolina political science graduate student Stephanie Shady also weighed in, saying, And I just realized that the second half of my course focuses on public opinion towards and politicization of immigration. This will be entertaining. End quote. They say more, but some of it I can't even allude to. But the tweets are on your screen if you're watching this on a video platform, and they go on and on talking about who funds campus reform and the like. Which always reminds me of people who complain about LifeSite and speculate that some shadowy group is funding them. It's also tiresome, but I do have to admit that I find it refreshing to see them taking stock of what they're teaching. After all, if there's nothing wrong, then they should be fine sharing it with the world, right? But that's not how this works. There's a lot of stories out there about other good things that have been shut, good news things regarding this uh, general shutdown. Tinder functionally shutting down is a good thing, as is a lot of the industry that goes into supporting adultery. Frankly, much of the political stuff shutting down right now is refreshing too, though I know some might not agree with me there. But I have to ask in closing, what other stories have you seen about things getting shut down that people should look up? Tell people to Google in the comments below. Links tend to not get posted for whatever reason, but let me know in the comments about what other questionable or worse things have been shut down. Anyway, pray for the church and pray for our fallen culture. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.